I'm so excited. Okay, my first question is... Oh, wow. Oof. Ooh, that's, a, that's something to start out with. Right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it depends on who's I like looking at I think I look queer. Yes. I think I I'm look trans. like the queerest <laughs> that I've I ever looked. That now that I have short blue hair. For the most part, yes. I think like my haircut is... I like to hope that I give off the gay vibe. <laughs> Today, I think uh, I do. The queer vibe. What is looking queer, though? You're listening to Looking, Feeling, Queering, a podcast about what it feels like to look or not look queer. Griffin and I talk about red maxi skirts, casual friendly gay jokes, industrial bar piercings, and tattoos as a way to fully inhabit our bodies. Do you think that you look queer? Oh, wow. Oof. Ooh, that's, a, <laughs> that's something to start out with. Um... I mean, I don't think I can answer that as a guess or a no. Um, I wish I looked more queer. That's my answer. That's the entirety of the answer that I want to give. Cool. I like it. Um, have you ever been told, whether implicitly or explicitly, that you look queer? I don't think so. Uh, I did get, I got, I got, like, called a slur on the subway once, but I was wearing nail polish. Um, so I think that did it. But besides that, like, that literally happened once. I was so flattered. I was, like, I was over the moon, like, getting a, getting a, 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 a slur yelled at me. Um, this is totally not the same thing, but in regards to, like, being flattered by that kind of situation, I, like, often, I have this, like, really complicated relationship with catcalling because I have this, like, deep, intense, like, lack of... Uh, like self-worth I guess where mm. I'm just like yeah. oh me okay yeah. that feels good even though you're like kind of gross yeah um yeah. I don't know that I've ever gotten cat called but then again yeah. you know ostensibly male produced male per producing presenting <laughs> <laughs> interesting slip <laughs> I like it um cool okay um are there spaces or like times where you feel either too queer or not queer enough like maybe the latter always not queer enough yeah at my job this job in particular i've been sort of not even like consciously but like sort of consciously um attempting to be way more explicit about how queer i am Mm -hmm. like like just talking about it as much as i possibly can Mm -hmm. um both like at first it was it was sort of to try to avoid like i hit this really weird situation with with a couple of jobs ago where I I I I never came out to anybody mm-hmm. which meant that I was a year into the job and nobody knew and I couldn't just tell them mm-hmm. and I couldn't just bring it up but I also didn't want to like drop it casually because then they were going to make a big thing out of it and so I just nobody none of them still know mm-hmm. and it was never like an active closeting thing it was more just sort of a, like, social awkwardness thing. Yeah. Um, so literally, like, not even the first day on the job, during the interview, I made very <laughs> careful to mention my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, just so that it was known. You know, it yeah, existed. Yeah, yeah. You know, people still managed to not pick up on it. But then at least, like, it was somebody yeah, else yeah. telling them about me rather than me having to be like, yeah, hey, I'm queer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, the more... And, and I do have... I have queer coworkers. Which is really, really nice. You know, so I can, I can, I was about to say geek out, but I guess, yeah, geek out. Queer out. Yeah, queer, I can queer out with them, and that's nice. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and my female coworkers, like, 
you know, show me pic- like just today I was I was talking about how hot one of my female coworkers boyfriends is and and it's like you know, it's it's like before even that happened I had a particular coworker who was like I don't know how he figured out that this was a thing that that I wanted to happen, but he would like make like casual friendly gay jokes about me. Um, which I was just so happy. <laughs> I'm no like no, like I, love, I just love emphasis casual on friendly gay jokes. Casual friendly gay jokes. They're they're wonderful. <laughs> yes. Right. Like like uh, like today I was I was referring to my I was like talking about my body type. Like I had to reach into like some narrow thing, and I was like, yeah, I'm just long and narrow. <laughs> um, and and um, I I I joked afterwards that I'm a bundle of sticks in more way than one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and like those yeah. sorts of jokes, you know, like yeah. I find them really, really reassuring. So I guess that was a very long winded way of saying no, I that, like like, <laughs> that like I try very actively to to embody my queerness because it's kind of like <laughs> it's funny because it's been a really important part of my identity for longer than I have known that I was queer. Like mm-hmm. before I knew that I was queer, I wanted to be. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, it, it was sort of like, I knew that it, this should have been a part of me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being, being bisexual is hard, um, for that exact reason, you know, cause, cause you can, you can fit a straight mold, you know, a, a, a non-queer mold well enough mm-hmm. that, that it's easy to think that it's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I I feel like I find myself sort of pushing myself towards embodying embodying my queerness more. I'm definitely bad at it, um, but I'm I'm trying to get better at, at being more visibly queer. Uh, not as a not as a political thing. Like a lot of people try to be more visibly queer because they're trying to to embody their passing privilege. You know, mm-hmm. they're trying to to or shed their passing privilege. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's literally just an identity thing. It's just I need to yeah. I need to be a person. I need to be who I am, and I need to let that be known. Do you have um, any ideas of like what specifically would make that like what would lo- what would that look like? It's really really hard having um, a reasonably severe, you know, nominally treated, but you can only treat anxiety so much. You know, it's really hard mm-hmm. having a reasonably severe anxiety disorder and also wanting to be more visible. Because, like, basically all of my presentation on a day-to-day basis, like, my default presentation is whatever will make me the least visible, right? Whatever will blend in the most. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wear muted colors and, you know, a, a black jacket, and, and I, I don't want anybody to ever notice me. The answer is yes, I, d- I do know what presentation would look like, but I also don't because I've never really had the opportunity to play around with it. Mm-hmm. because of that sort of like built-in fear of not even not even being like clocked or you know sort of sort of noticed as queer but just being noticed at all mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. just as a person like if if you if you are are deviating from the norm at all people will notice you more and that just scares me inherently hmm. yeah. living in new york city being noticed as queer is like whatever i don't know for me i have like well i grew up with like bright red curly hair um, which is like a fairly standout feature, yeah, especially it's, it's in visible. Los Angeles. Um, and so I, and I also am like a little larger and stuff. So I would like, I always felt really visible. Um, and so I feel like me like twenty twenty or 
backwards vision, whatever. Hindsight. It's like, yeah, thank you. Hindsight mm-hmm. is the vocab word I'm looking for. Feel like I kind of like com- overcompensated for that and like reclaimed that visibleness by like my ridiculous like yeah. apparel with yeah. all the patterns and colors and like drawing attention away from things like my body shape and size by like being like, look at me, I'm like especially unique butterfly with my like parents telling me I'm yeah. cool all the time, you know. Like yeah. That. I am um, occasionally I will wear nail polish. Um, that's like it. I want to do more. Like I. <laughs> This is this has been a, a, a trend in the last, like, several months of, like, sort of, like, think, thinking through and trying to, like, come to terms with the fact that I'm not going to be happy unless I'm visu- visibly queer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm good friends with a lot of, like, I don't want to say older because they're all in their, like, 30s, but, but older than me, trans women. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all sort of, like, there's a very common narrative around talking about, about transition as taking your internalized identity issues and externalizing them. So taking the problems you have with your own person and making them everybody else's problems with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's sort of like a, like a, a means of like sort of a catalyst for, for like just psych- psychological betterment, I guess, just making, making your, your, mm-hmm. yourself better. And, um, you know, it's it's not even about gender presentation for me so much as it's just about presentation around, like, I just want to be read as queer. I don't care if I'm read as, as male or female or, or neither or... I just, yeah. I just, like, you know, I live in I live in Bushwick, for Christ's sake, so I'm definitely, like, around people who, who I see, like, I see people, like, on the subway and I'm like, man, I wish I looked like that. Yeah. When you, you know? when you see those people, like, what specific things speak queer to you i mean it's 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 all sorts of things um it's it's like i guess my question maybe isn't specifically like what exact thing but is it like when you see someone you're like that person's queer is it because they have an xyz characteristic that like you associate with queerness or is it about like their embodiment do you think you know Amab's wearing makeup, and you know it is. It's it's very much an, a visual thing. It's it's articles. It's it's um, like there are people who I see as 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 like queer because they're they're doing the 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 gay dude thing, um, which you know I do. That's a that's a I'm just bad at that. Like mm-hmm. I, I never I never nobody ever gave me that lesson. Uh, like like every once in a while I'm like. And I'm, and this is audio, so I'm, I'm every <laughs> once in a while I, 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 I drop my wrists and I'm like, does this feel right? Nah, this doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right, you know? Yeah, yeah, Um, I don't know. I, I'm, it's entirely possible that over the last several months my voice has been modulating to, towards more of a queer inflection, especially as I talk about being more queer at work. It's just been sort of subconsciously happening, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much, if anything, um. I, I think of myself as having a reasonably quirky speech pattern in the first place, <laughs> like, yeah. whatsoever, uh, like whatever. That's it's not like it really is though. It's 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 clothing. It's it's uh, accessories. It's it's makeup. It's um, hair to some degree. It's it's all that. Cool. That's a perfect um, transition to my next like set of questions because I have a list that I've kind of compiled. Of things that I see as, like, queer markers, and then I ask people kind of what they feel about their own queerness or just queerness in general, like, about each of those things. Um, so the biggest one that's, like, the most salient for most people 
that I talked to is hair. Um, so talking about hair length, but also hair dye, and also body hair, if you have feelings. Well, clearly, clearly this is an AFAB talking. Well, yeah, I mean, hair, hair, hair length, is... I have here written hair length, specifically for AFAB folks. Yeah, yeah, um, I don't know, I didn't... A lot of that is where, where sort of, like, gender comes into it to some degree. I don't, I don't, like, <laughs> my hair just, just doesn't do length well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it gets all frizzy in the front, and, um, I can't, I can't grow out my hair, like, it, it'll never look good, so mm-hmm. it'll always be short. I've considered dyeing it a couple of times. Have I don't know. Uh, no, well, I did when I was a kid, I would do, like, highlights or whatever, because my parents were doing it and whatever, but, like, it wasn't ever really, like, a dye-dye thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely want to. I wanted to for a while. Um, I've been trapped sort of thinking that it wouldn't be professional, right? Because I have an office job and, you know, but, but then I have a coworker at my current job who has blue hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, and so I see that and I'm like, well, I could probably do this. Um, it's, it's likely that it'll happen in the next few months that, you know, I'll, you'll, you'll see a picture of me with like, uh, <laughs> lavender, lavender probably. Is what I've been thinking, because it's the it's yeah. the gayest looking hair I can think of. <laughs> nice. um, what was the the question was about queer markers, yeah. Yeah, well, it's talking yeah. about hair right now, and hair, so like yeah. hair, body hair, um, which I think like yeah, body hair like, and, like stuff is more of a, maybe an AFAB question. Yeah, it's so like facial hair. I I don't have any, like just mm-hmm. biology. I don't grow facial hair. I grow I shave once a, m- a month, mm-hmm. like. Um, like, the maximum that will happen is if I, if I leave more than a month after, like, in between shaves, I will have, like, stubble. Which actually kind of bums me out. I, I really appreciate the aesthetic of, uh, like, a juxtaposition of, like, a full beard and more sort of feminine markers. Like, you know, I've had some friends who wear lipstick and have beards. Mm-hmm. And I think that looks great. Yeah. Um, I'll never be able to pull it off just, you know, biologically, I don't have enough facial hair, but, um... I don't think I don't think amount of facial hair has any real bearing on on for for AMABs on on uh, like like queer presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, even for AFABs, like just it's just almost an ethnicity thing at that right. point. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think that I that I read some an AFAB who has more facial hair as being more um, queer. I don't even think that I read like. Living in Brooklyn, I don't think that I read an AFAB with with more body hair as being queer, even. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, we talk about um, this kind of, like, Venn diagram-ish situation with, like, radical or, like, very feminist or, like, alternative or punk, which are all very mm-hmm. different things, obviously, but... Um, but also so, a sort right, of share exactly. So, like, that with queerness and, like, the similarities and the differences, um... So I think, like, body hair can be one of those things, like, this kind of, like, eco-feminist thing. Through maybe paraphernalia, like, buttons and patches, because I think that's can be a really queer thing. Um, and, like, do you do the button patch, button patch vibe ever? No? Not really my thing. Like, that's one thing that I that I see and that I'm like, that's cool, but uh, not for me. Yeah. Uh, I definitely don't do the, the denim jacket with a bunch of patches thing. I have a lot of, yeah, <laughs> I mean, clearly you do, but I have a lot of, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say well connected, but I'm I'm I have a little bit of an in with the the um, uh, Brooklyn like queer folk punk scene, mm-hmm. you know, based out of the the venue um, in an apartment on top of the Silent Barn, for mm-hmm. the most part, is sort of what I associate it with. Obviously, it's everywhere, but that's mm-hmm. that's like the the venue I associate that scene with, and it's it's a lot of like 
non-queer people who present like that. Yeah. Uh, but also a lot of queer people who present like that. And, and so I, I sort of associate that particular aesthetic with that folk punk scene and like, um, like I appreciate it, but it's, it's not really my thing. All right, cool. Let's talk about piercings and tattoos. Hmm. Mm. You know, you know, this is going to be my, my favorite one. <laughs> I am pretty sure that there is some part of my mind that feels that my piercings, both current and I'm sure future, mm-hmm. are a queer marker. Um, I d- it's really funny because I don't think of, like, initially think of piercings, again, in 2016 in Brooklyn, as mm-hmm. much of a queer marker, except, except for industrial bars. Mm. I don't know why, but I see somebody with an industrial bar True. and I think they're queer. Yeah. Um, like, you can, you can have... Any other piercing. Uh, but you have an industrial bar, and I think you're queer. Um, that's just sort of a, a tidbit. I don't know if it means anything. Um, yeah. And I, I dated somebody with an industrial bar once. I really like piercings. I really like tattoos. I think sort of like... like it's, it's impossible to separate my own queer presentation with my own presentation entirely mm-hmm. right because a lot of it is as i was talking about earlier just sort of trying to embody myself mm-hmm. right trying to feel at home in my body um and tattoos are all about that right mm-hmm. tattoos are 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 you know painting on the walls to prove you own the place right mm-hmm. um i i did not feel nearly as much like i i lived in my body until i got my tattoos and every time i get a new tattoo i'm like like that much more feel like I am inhabiting this body. Mm-hmm. Um, piercings as well, less so, but still like, I think, I think it's, it's sort of, it's, there's so many parts of it. Like there's the pain for piercings in particular, though tattoos to some degree as well, sort of like <laughs> paying to paying somebody to make you be in pain is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, it's like, it's like, somebody to knock down a wall in your apartment like yeah you can't do that if you're renting um yeah like <laughs> yeah i like this metaphor it's a good it's, it's not mine um <laughs> no, i wish it before, i yeah, yeah it, it definitely exists but it, it it rings home a lot also like like i don't know like like it's really hard to 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 quantify verbally the sort of the visceral feeling of looking down at your skin and seeing a tattoo on it yeah. Um, I know you understand, yeah, but, but like, today I was like in the mirror, I was like, mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's, it's huge. Yeah. You know? And I, and I see people like, I feel like I see myself most in people who are heavily tattooed. Uh, you know, there are particular, especially particular tattoo artists, like, um, not so much traditional tattoos, but, um, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a tattoo artist, Noelle Longhall, um, who, who's a musician actually in that, in that sort of folk punk scene that I associate with Silent Barn, though, though she's in, um, Massachusetts, who actually talks about this, who talks about, um, using her tattoo art as a, as a means of allowing people to better inhabit their bodies. (laughs) I just really want a tattoo from her. Um, my, my musical collaborator has a, has a big piece from her. Not only, not only because of her philosophy, but also because of just an art style that, sort of, like, dense but detailed line work. Mm-hmm. And again, it's so hard to quantify why that is. Like, why is that what makes me feel like my body is mine? Yeah. Um, and again, you know, we're talking about queer presentation, but that is is inseparable. Uh, yeah. Right? Queer, queer presentation, for me, is all about saying that this is mine. 
and feeling like this is mine. Not not necessarily saying to other people that this is mine, but saying to myself that this is mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know Bitch Planet? Yes. Well, I was going to say, my friend who I interviewed for this podcast has the non-compliant logo as a tattoo, which I think is so cool and interesting, because that, I feel like, is kind of a really good microcosm of, like, what tattoos can be, because it's kind of, like, very much a reclaiming. Because, like, non-compliant, like, that's not a necessarily good phrase i mean but um, that's, i think it is but I mean, like, in the comic I mean. that's i definitely i don't i think the comic is kind of about that no um, exactly which is the point and it's like a, a reclaiming this kind of like the queerness of existence mm-hmm. like this like mm-hmm. other embodiment where like through the pain of it and through the permanence of it like yeah taking a claim i don't know i think it's really yeah um, <laughs> yeah i want i want to get more tattoos i wish i could get more piercings <laughs> I wish I had, I don't, I don't know, I wish body parts were more pierceable. Mm-hmm. Um, you thought about doing the, like, sub, the, like... Dermals don't a, last, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, I would get a dermal if I could see myself having it for the rest of my life, but they just fall out. I want to get, um, I've wanted for a long time to get neodymium magnets in my fingertips. Mm-hmm. Um, no face stuff? What was that? But no face. Um... Originally, it was the same reason I wasn't dyeing my hair, just sort of yeah, like, sort of a, yeah, professionalism or whatever, cool. but again, I live in Brooklyn and it's 2016, and I don't think that matters as much anymore to the people who would be, who would be hiring me. Mm-hmm. Um, I might sort of, sort of give it a shot. Um, I've been thinking. I don't know, I, I kind of want an eyebrow piercing, but... I was literally um, just going to say eyebrow piercing. Yeah, everybody says I, sh- I would look great with an I eyebrow piercing, would. but then again, Ollie has an eyebrow piercing, mm. so like, Can't we would be a bit too, yeah. a bit too, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I probably will. At some point, maybe the same day that I dye my hair, <laughs> just, just come to work. Come to work the next day and just be new like, "New human, here I am. Here I am. <laughs> I'm gay." <laughs> the week after I turned eighteen, I got my first tattoo and cut all my hair off and got my cartilage piercings. So that was a, it was a good week. Um, what cartilage piercing do? Did you just have a helix? Oh, two helixes. Three. Three helix. Jesus Christ! I could barely cup with one. I couldn't. I, well, I did, but I got all three at the same time, and it was oh. an adventure. Oh, just sleep on one side of the one side of your head on the bed for, for like the next eighteen like, months. Yeah, yeah for like it more than a year. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll like hit it against like a door, and it's like, well, I'm done for the day. Yeah. Bye. Um, mine is mine is so well healed. I'm really pleased. I like yeah. like <laughs> I'll be like sitting on the subway. I'm like the 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 seat next to the the bar and mm-hmm. i'll like bunk it on the bar like sort of yeah. as, a, as a fidget <laughs> and that's how well healed it is i'm really wow. pleased yeah but, no mine is not that it's, um, it's no, like the, just tender I have, I have the rook on my left ear and that healed that was such a good heal like yeah. that that healed in like seriously six months because it's all tucked up in there it's very protected by, yeah, yeah, yeah. by your ear i think my body um, just like kind of works really hard to reject anything yeah if you have that kind of immune system then and you're it, sort of yeah. stuck with it unfortunately like I had a nose piercing and it did not mm. did not go well for me. Okay, cool. Do you have any feelings on makeup and hair, or is that kind of more I mean, of what you were talking about, about earlier? I, mean, I, about I meant jewelry, not hair. Sorry. Uh, makeup and jewelry. Yes, but but not like that's one that I have never even gotten to play with. Jewelry or makeup? Makeup, or both? both, both. Um, I would absolutely like. I want to, you know, but again, it's so much of this just sort of wanting to be invisible thing. Do you have um, lobe piercings? No, I don't. Um, I'm not sure that, that I would like um, large earrings on me. Yeah. Like, there's some people who it works great on, like like uh, Frida, for example, 
who like whose identity I associate with big hoop earrings. <laughs> um, and they look great. Um, yeah. I'm not sure that would work with me, but I think it could. Like like I see that, and I'm like, man, I wish that was part of my aesthetic because yeah. it's so much of a thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like it can be just that, and it's like like you're you're already presenting queer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, makeup. I don't know. I. I've never liked makeup on my own face. And I very rarely like makeup on other people's faces. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I like... Actually, I, I think makeup works with you. Yeah. But then Ollie puts on makeup and I'm like... Eh. Interesting, yeah. I, it, I don't know why. I think a lot of it was, like, like growing up a Mennonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I hate that I'm admitting that. Not only admitting that out loud, but admitting that out loud and on record. Um... <laughs> But, but, you know, like, my, my, my early teenager high school years of being a gross Mennonist and thinking that makeup is this horrible, uh, you know, like, like, oppressive thing that is placed on women by, you know, whatever. And, and you know, I sort of have that sort of built in to, like, yeah. reject it. Obviously, I don't feel like that anymore, but it's still sort of, like, subconsciously yeah. just about myself. For sure. You know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a bummer. Because uh, I think that would be a really cool way to present. I did say earlier that I that I wear nail polish a bunch. That that is one thing that I really enjoy doing. Uh, I think that's that's the same thing like looking down and seeing a color yeah. on yourself that um, yeah, I really yeah. enjoy. Um, the same th- same as tattoos. I'm a big hand doodler for that for that reason also. Yeah, I was before I got tattoos. Um, yeah. Permanent um, doodles. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Do you have you ever or do you ever do you like the pride thing? Like, do you have any clothes that are like these are my gay clothes? <laughs> like do you have rainbows? I don't. I have a rain. I have a rainbow maxi skirt that rocks. <laughs> um, there were a couple of really formative moments. Um, I was I was talking to you off record about about the the summer camp that I kind of grew up in, um, and it was a you know sort of by circumstance a summer camp full of queer people, um, and there were a couple of formative moments. I think formative moments even before I realized that I was queer that like I look back at and this was like where it all like the first domino um uh every year of queerness yeah every year so every year this this camp had uh dance mm-hmm. um which is <laughs> is weird if you think about sort of like it's basically nerd camp but but we had a dance every year and it rocked yeah um I'd never been to like 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 you go to high school dances or like like anything and, and any sort of like open like a bunch of kids hanging out together uh, under the pretense of going dancing and Nobody ever dances, at mm-hmm. least for the first, like, half of it. Um, at, at this annual dance, from the get-go, people Everyone, were dancing. Yeah. It, was, it was awesome. And one year, somebody put me in a long red maxi skirt, and no shirt, and a vest. Like a, mm-hmm. like a, it was like a, a pseudo leather, like a faux leather suit vest. Amazing. And I have never felt <laughs> so hot in my life. I have never felt so, like, vibrantly and electrically occupying myself in my life. Like, I feel like I'm, like, I'm, like, chasing that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and I want that back, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. I, I wish that I could do that. Like, be presenting in a way that made me feel that good on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Ironically, this was before I before I sort of started identifying as queer, um, hmm. but but whatever yeah. it was, I was always queer. I just wasn't yes. always saying it out loud. For sure, um, 
That reminds me, I was wondering, because um, I know you from, from dance. Most, I don't know you from dance. But we, we dance, dance a lot, lot yeah. um, was what I was going to say. And I feel like there are a lot in the circles that we dance in. Um, there's a lot of, like, people who don't identify as women, like, wearing skirts and this kind of, like, dancey skirt thing. And have you thought, like, about that? I keep telling myself I'm gonna. Like, yeah. that's even something that I would feel comfortable doing. Like, I wouldn't yeah. even feel scared. Um, I just, it's just, I just keep procrastinating about, like, going to a thrift store and buying a maxi skirt. I have kind of one last question that's just kind of my closer for everyone, which is, do you, what's your favorite piece of clothing or accessory? <laughs> if you have one. This shirt. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, um, heather blue, I guess, is how I would describe it, so, like, like, grayish blue v-neck shirt. And yeah. I feel like it just, I feel safe in it. It's really what it is. Awesome. Also, I think it does good things to my chin. I think V-necks are good for my face. Nice. Cool, so good. Thank you for listening to Looking, Feeling, Queering with me, Leah Miller. Check out our Twitter at LFQ Podcast to see other episodes and great quotes.